Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Monica, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Friday, the 18th day of July 2014, and today happens to be our second year anniversary. Woohoo! And today we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter working with others, and we are on page 96, the first paragraph that begins, Do Not Be Discouraged. And today's readers are 12 Steps, Miriam G., 12 Traditions, Renata, and then Chelsea, Sharon, and Karen. And the reference code, or the share code for yesterday, Thursday, the 17th day of July, is 666. Six five six 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 five. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Miriam to please read the 12 steps. Thank you, Monica. This is Miriam from Israel. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we are entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly ask him to remove our shortcoming. 8. Made a list of all persons we have harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Thoughtful prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry it out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening, as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. I pass. Thank you, Miriam. And I will now ask Renata to read the 12 traditions, please. 
Hi, Monica. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Twelve traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon our unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. This promise problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those that they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks. Thank you, Renata. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. And today we are resuming our study of the big book. We are in the chapter Working with Others. We are on page 96 and we are beginning with the very first paragraph, Do Not Be Discouraged. And I am going to ask Chelsea if she would begin us begin, begin reading for us, please. Good morning, Monica. Thank you for your service. Happy anniversary of vision for you. This is Chelsea. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. For today, do not be discouraged if your prospect does not respond at once. Search out another alcoholic and try again. You are sure to find someone desperate enough to accept with eagerness what you offer. We find it a waste of time to keep chasing a man who cannot or will not work with you. 
If you leave such a person alone, he may soon become convinced that he cannot recover by himself. To spend too much time on any one situation is to deny some other alcoholic an opportunity to live and be happy. One of our fellowship failed entirely with his first half dozen prospects. He often says that if he had continued to work on them, he might have deprived many others who have since recovered of their chance. Um, still Chelsea, and really grateful to um, have uh, be on the line today. A lot of times you hear people say about, um, oh, this is my favorite, this is my favorite. Well, this is my most important step for me because this is the medication I need to do daily in order to stay in the state where God has placed me, of neutrality around food, behaviors, and all these other things that caused me to be on the line with you guys in the first place. And it also points to me that I don't have time to waste myself. Spending time not helping somebody else is a ticket for me back into the gates of hell. So now I'm no longer invested at this point because I've established an effective relationship with power, which I call my divine director, Didi. I am able at this point then to be useful. So now, instead of being egotistical about everything here and thinking that I'm some kind of super sponsor, Miss OA, I don't get to do that. This book is real clear. Not only am I not worth wasting time when I could save another drowning soul by virtue of the divine director giving me the strength to do that. I'm the lantern now. I'm able then to look at this and say, you know what, my posture when I'm coming up to someone to work with someone is humility, sanity, and then I'm sure to find somebody desperate enough, it says, because look around us. I'm, I'm one of those ones who sat around the room, too, over a decade thinking that meetings were the heart for me, thinking that meetings would save me, thinking that the tools would save me. But it wouldn't because the program of recovery are, is the steps. <laughs> That's it. Ergo, I have to do the steps. Every day it says, and it says to ensure immunity at the beginning of this chapter, to ensure immunity, working with others intensely, intensely. And now that I'm in this position, my job, I've been told what my job is now. I, don't, I no longer have to run around trying to write scripts for people's lives and then being disappointed when they don't live up to it, you know. I'm out of that business. I had to be fired myself as manager of my own life. So micromanaging somebody else's is not in the cards for me today. For me today, what it looks like following and walking through this process and living in the solution and not spending too much time on any one situation so that I don't deny another fellowship, another fellow. It means for me that I, when I approach somebody, I'm calm and sane. Let them know about my experiences because that's all I have that I can share is my experience. I don't have anything else to share but that in these 12 steps. So usually when I stick to the book, I know I'm straight and I know I'm free from the bondage because I've taken my medication for the day. If you were a sick person and you had to take medication, for example, you know, when, once you get on blood pressure medicine, nine times out of ten, you have to stay on that. Well, if I don't take this medication, I'm going to get sick again. And then I'll be face down in the food again or knee-deep in empty bottles 
because I will have drank myself into oblivion. But now, on page 18, the closest thing that I find to really, well, it's not the closest. There's many places in the book that, to me, explain the sponsor part. And I heard a teacher telling, um, talking about this. And on page 18, it's real clear that we we don't have any access to grind any longer. That's a good definition, in my opinion, of what a sponsor really is. You know, I'm a lantern. To, to have God shine through me, God of my understanding, Didi, so I can light the path that I walked, so you can have your own experience. You can walk it yourself and have your own experience, and then you too will become a pointer along the road. This is the way out, y'all. This is the way out. You know, how can I help? How can I help? Didi, what am I going to do today where I could be useful to others? What am I going to do today where I can help family, work, community, relationships, and the fellowship, and the fellowship. I mean, now I'm, I'm, I've really gotten into the traditions lately. But you know what? I'm really clear that the traditions are not the disciplines. The traditions are guidelines. So I study them that way. I keep my program to the book. I don't have time to mess around. I don't have time to pummel people either. It's real clear. I'm not Superwoman or Wonder Woman. I'm a woman who has walked this path, has been graced with renewal, and now I am so thankful that I get to be able to help someone, not enable them, to help them as a guide. That's all I am. I'm a guide to carry this message that there's a way out, that we no longer have to be face down in the food, crying the next morning, feeling horrible, mistreating people because we're so unhappy, because we've eaten, our, eaten ourselves into a jail cell. And the only way out is these steps. And you can't keep talking about them. You can't, you could can be on the line till doomsday, but until you get into action and walk through all 12 of them, you will not be anywhere except maybe the next one in line at the drive through window. So I'm so grateful today to be free from the bondage of food. I'm so grateful to have an effective, powerful source much greater than myself, my limited self, my finite self. And establishing that relationship is what these steps are all about. And I'm just so grateful. And, again, happy birthday, happy anniversary, and everyone have a spiritually filled day. Thanks. Thank you, Chelsea. And would anyone like to share? comment on this paragraph. Katie Janet from Boston. All right. I heard Katie G. I heard Janice. All right. Katie G, you're up. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, recovered uh, compulsive overeater. Grateful to be on the line and uh, so grateful for this meeting, um, talking about the solution today. Thank you, God, for all of you. Um, I really enjoyed hearing this paragraph. Um, It really talk to me about, um, you know, my disease is selfishness, and part of that is control, like an ego, right? Like, this isn't about me, you know, creating a group of people that I'm going to boss around, and they're going to be my protégés, and look what I'm doing. This is about, like, just speaking the truth, right? And I've had the privilege of, of talking to some women lately, and a friend of mine, he asked me, he said, what does it mean that you're working with other people? And, you know, I said, well, you know, 
one woman, I, I'm just letting her know, you know, what happened to me and what, how I, what I felt like when I was where she was and, you know, how my life just kept getting, kept getting worse and worse, you know, and, and then what the solution is for me today and how I live that every day. And um, I love here that it says one of our fellowship and notice that fellowship is capital F, right, guys? So we're talking about the fellowship of the spirit, this fellowship that does the, the, does the lives in the steps, has done steps one through nine, lives steps 10, 11, and 12, continues on this path of spiritual journey. And um, I know that for me, like, if I, when people were calling me and telling me what to do, I I was furious. Like I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I was like, you know what? I can do this on my own. I had to be badly mangled before I was willing to come in and, you know, follow, follow, you know, the guide of a sponsor. And it is such a privilege um, to be able to just show up and, and to detach from the outcome, right? Like I don't, I don't know where I'm going to plant a seed. And, um, you know, I have the privilege of being able to do that. You know, when I'm, I work in a healthcare setting and, you know, when people start getting to know me long enough, eventually I'll say, hey, you know what, yeah, I'm a member of a 12-step program. It saved my life. Um, and I don't know what that means. Maybe they'll come into the rooms. Maybe they won't. I, I think what I love about this paragraph is that it, it, it reminds me of the line, I don't know what's best for me. I, therefore, I don't know what's best for you. But what's amazing is, is that, um, and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the exact name, but it says, page, it says, um, you know, there's nothing that's going to ensure immunity against my disease, my selfishness, as, as, as continued work with others, you know. And it says that several times, like, you know, in our sex conduct, you know, we do our inventory, throw ourselves harder into helping others. Step 10, then throw yourself harder into helping others. Who does God want me to be today? And I don't need to decide. I don't need an agenda. Guess what, guys? I can give everything, including my service work, to God. So it's such a privilege to be here, abstinent and sober this morning on the line and alive and, and connected to this fellowship, capital F, connected to God. If you are new, there is a, there's a program of recovery that works if we choose to continue to work at a day at a time. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. And Janice, you're up. Thank you, Monica. Good morning to everyone. And yes, this group is a miracle. It's a miracle because God does the increase. Well, anyway, um, it says, do not be discouraged. So that's given us encouragement. (laughs) Don't get discouraged if if somebody doesn't want this, you know, because who's in charge here? Well, first of all, my higher power is in charge. He's the one that gave me this free gift. You know, I don't give the free gift to another compulsive overeater. You know, if you know, and it didn't cost me anything. So I do have a responsibility to try, try, try again. Um, uh, you know, like I said, there was no price tag, and I can't enable anybody. Because, you know, they may blame me, they may blame the program like I did, you know, oh, that's not going to work, you know. That's enabling. I can't carry them. I have to carry the message, not the person. And, you know, I have to remember, too, that if I'm more eager and excited than my prospect, something's wrong. Something's wrong. The seesaw isn't right. If I want it, want it, want it, want that, and they're not. There's nothing I can do because I can't give anybody this gift. 
I can just help them along and tell them my story. Because remember, the main thing for me, too, here is this is what I have to do. I'm so grateful to do it because it's a payback. So it doesn't naturally we want them to get the the spiritual awakening, but my my job, my responsibility is to show them the way, the way out. If they want it, that's fine. If they don't, there's nothing I can do because nobody, you know, um, gave it to me except my higher power. And this is my responsibility. And what does it do for me? It keeps me absent. It keeps me recovered. I mean, you know, once you have that spiritual awakening, you say, okay, I got the gift. Now I'm going to go away. Guess what? You won't keep it because a gift is to be given away. And it keeps me in recovery, which is the the miracle. You know, there's no personal superiority here. Um, You know, I am powerless. Remember, I am powerless. And that it was only through my willingness that I could turn my life and my will into a God, into a higher power for relief. Nobody else, not a sponsor, not a meeting, not a food plan. Um, these steps, and, you know, Bill had a half a dozen prospects. Yeah, so haven't I. And um, if they work out or they don't work out, but at least I'm still here. Thank you, God. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice. And would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Larry. Kim. Larry. Kim. Rabia. Okay. Um, Larry, you're up. Good morning, Monica. Larry, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. Um, Just briefly, what I would say is, um, you know, it talks about one of our fellowship failed entirely with its first half dozen prospects. And uh, so... You know, there's there's certainly part of our history is, um, and I think they're referring to Bill, perhaps referring to himself, but, you know, that could be any one of us that, you know, again, it is the ego that makes me want to think that it's, you know, that, that I'm going to, I'm doing this for this person, but I'm reminded that what happened to me, you know, God, the God of my understanding is is who brought me to this place, you know, to this change, this unbelievable transformation, you know. And so, you know, as a result of that, um, you know, my life has changed. So like everyone said, the the message that I carry today is one that, um, you know, if we work the steps precisely, you're going to have, you know, what I had, which, which is a spiritual transformation. And the spiritual transformation didn't just change me in terms of the food. It certainly did that. That's the least of, you know, today. Isn't that amazing? I can say that's the least of the changes. You know, beautiful changes, nonetheless. I mean, it certainly is what brought me here. But um, but I, there's love in my heart, you know, and there's compassion. And uh, that's not me. I was a real, real piece of work. And uh, the reason I'm, I can say that today that I'm not that way anymore is not that I did this for myself. You know, God did this for me. And so, um, you know, what I would say is um, I, I don't worry too much anymore about, um, you know, when I, when I feel that little, that little, I guess, little twinge that would suggest it's me that's bringing this. I'm, you know, God, God brings me back. You know, to, there's that humility. Thank you, God, for that. 
to recognize that uh, there is a power greater than myself that did this for me, and uh, that power can do it for you as well, however you can see that that power. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. And Kim, you're up, Kim. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. And this is a, a paragraph I really pound home when I get girls through the work because it is discouraging. It is very discouraging when you're you're new at sponsoring and you're talking with people and they can't keep the food down. And you know, I always point out that the 12 steps says having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message. You know, my benefit is not whether or not the message is received. My benefit is in trying to carry this message. And it can be discouraging. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, locally in my meetings, you know, we're lucky if we have 20 people. That's a large meeting in my area. And and we're lucky if we have a couple people that are abstinent. I'm not even talking recovered. I'm talking abstinent. The largest percentage of the room are people who are in the food and they can't get out. And people who are actually content being in the food. They're content with just getting temporary respite. So it's very discouraging. But I'm, I know that I'm very clear here that we cannot work these steps if we're not willing to put the food down. So I do, said here, to spend too much time on one situation is denying some other alcoholic an opportunity to live and be happy. So if I am grounded in my ego and not in God trying to save somebody, trying to make them abstinent, trying to make them willing, I'm denying the next person who there's many people in line that want this program, that want to work the steps, that are willing to put the food down. And I am so grateful when I talk to someone and they say, you know what, I'm not ready. I just can't do it yet. I can't put the food down. I remember so clearly back in January talking to someone and asking them if they're willing to put the food down. And she got quiet and she said, you know what, maybe after Girl Scout cookie season is over. And I got that. Why would you put the food down if the Girl Scouts are selling the cookies? So it's not about being mean. It's not about, well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to work with you. It's there's many people in line, and when you're ready, my hand will be extended. When you're ready, my hand will be extended. But if I am trying to, to make you be abstinent, if I'm trying to make you work these steps, I'm denying here, and this is, this is Builder talking about. He often says if he continued to work on them, meaning the people who weren't willing to do the steps or weren't willing to put the alcohol down, he may have deprived many others who have since recovered of that chance. And this is something I tell my sponsees. I said, you know what? Once we're in this chapter, start offering to take people to the doctor's opinion. Take on three or four sponsees, and they're like, oh, my God, that's way too much. I'm like, if you take on five, I'm going to guarantee you, not guarantee you, but my experience, is two or three are going to sputter out. And they and that's always the case. And then you get panicked because you understand that your sobriety, that your daily reprieve is contingent on carrying this message. So you better have a couple people in the bullpen waiting to come in because this is a very, very powerful disease. And I witness that every day as I see people going in and out. I witness that every day when I walk into a room and I see someone coming back for the third or fourth time. So the best thing that each of us on this line can do is recover, 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 extend that hand to the next suffering compulsive overeater, and if they're not willing to do the work, if they're not willing to put the the food down, move on to the next person. Don't be discouraged. This is a program that works. So let's work with the people who are willing to work it, and let's make sure that the program is there for when people are ready and willing to do the work. And with that, I pass.
Thank you, Kim. And Rabia, you're up. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for being on the line. I'm Rabia, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. And and I'm sitting here in such blessed awe and gratitude for a vision for you and happy anniversary on your two years. Um, In my gift of desperation, the end of March, I started listening to a vision for you, and I... Um, got a uh, big book guide the beginning of April, and and I am recovered today because of her 12th step. And so that was just a few months ago, and, um, oh, I, I, I'm almost, I'm so filled with gratitude, it's, it's, it's hard to even talk. The change in my life, living in the 10th, 11th, and 12th step, and, um, and and I too, I, OA meetings. Um, we have many OA meetings, and there's so many sick and suffering in the meetings um, that aren't working through the 12 steps and are still in the food. And um, and however, um, by God's grace, we were able to start a vision for you face-to-face meeting here in in the end of um, March and. Um, and and it was a fledgling meeting, you know, a handful of us, a handful of us. And then last night the room was filled. And there's such love and um, strength in that meeting. And and we're just finishing Bill's story, and and we're doing it just like this. And and it's a face to face. I mean, I'm, I'm still, my body's still vibrating from from the love and energy that was in that room last night. And and so. The mushrooming effect, you know, from this meeting every morning, six days a week, I get to be on this line in my home, and and have this message of recovery and and these precise directions of how to do it and how to pass it on to to whoever to whoever wants to um, hear it and do the work, do the work, you know, and. And 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 I do have requirements of working with others, and I'm so grateful to know what they are. You know, like I have to listen to this. I listen to this meeting every morning, and I would require that you do that too. You know, um, to to do there's much work that needs to be done to be recovered, and so well worth doing all of it. The gifts and the promises of all these steps are, are beyond description and thank you all happy anniversary you've saved my life thank you so much for being here every morning with that i pass thank you rabia and this is monica and i am a recovered compulsive overeater and um here we are in a chapter working with others and this paragraph is being very specific in its instructions to me as a sponsor um how to how to sponsor how to be a sponsor and it's trying to give me some hope and some encouragement um also in and saying you know not everybody is is ready not everybody is ready you know we all talk blah 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 and i spent years yakking too that i oh poor me and you know whining and but i wasn't willing to do anything you know i wanted the magic pill the magic whatever and so it's saying you know just and when I first crossed over, too, I'm sure I, I scared a lot of people because I was all excited and jumping up and down and, and you know, coming across pretty, uh, I guess, scary. 
what can I say? Um, so it's a process of learning to sponsor too. But this is saying to to me, you know, if if somebody is willing to work it, then I will do everything I can to guide them along the way, along the path, shining my lantern in front of them. But if they're not willing, that's okay too. And it's not, you know, Monica, don't take this personal. Can't do that as a sponsor because that's just the way the nature of this beast. You know, we do have a strong baffling disease here. And so I just continue on. If somebody is not able to work or not willing willing to do, then, um, you know, I, I, usually I don't have to um, say anything. They just stop calling or they just stop. You know, that, that's been my experience as a sponsor. And it says here, leave them alone, you know, so I don't chase people. I don't go after them, um, you know, and they know where I am and can call me anytime. Um, and it says here, don't, you know, don't be going running after them, don't chase them, because if you're you're spending all this time doing that, you know, you're, and the person isn't willing, you're not doing anything. And there may be somebody else out there who's, you know, now willing and they want to work the steps, and then he goes on to say, you know, one of our fellows, you know, failed with his first half dozen prospects. And, but he kept working at it. And thank goodness he did, because then he did help a lot of people. And that's, you know, in our experience is um, the numbers, my numbers, other people's numbers, I'm sure are showing. Many start and very few get through. But, you know. Just taking one through is wow, and that one can take others, you know. And with that growth, it's just amazing. So if you're new at sponsoring and, and you haven't had much success, just keep working at it because step 12 is, you know, reaching out to others. We must pass the message on to others. If I want to keep this gift that I've been given, I must pass the message on. And I do it to the best of my ability. Some will like it, some won't. It's okay. Just keep plugging along. And with that, I'm going to pass. And would anybody else like to comment on this paragraph before we move Larissa, on to the next? Good morning, Leah. <laughs> okay, I heard Leah. I heard someone before Leah, and I don't know if it was <laughs> Melissa. It was Larissa. No, Larissa with an L. Larissa? Yes. Okay. I thought I heard something like that. Larissa and then Lois and then Leah. Three L's. Go ahead, Larissa. Good club to be in. Good morning, everyone. My name is Larissa. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive eater in New York. So grateful to be on the line this morning. Thank you so much and happy anniversary of Vision for you. This meeting is a beacon of light and hope for so many. I'm so grateful that it is there for all of us. Um, so what this paragraph really brings up for me is... Um, this idea that our job as recovered members is to be willing to grow in understanding and effectiveness. And, and how it works is that we, we cannot be helpful to all people, but God will show us how to have a kind and tolerant view towards each and every one. Um, I love that they remind us that Bill failed miserably when he was first starting out um, because there is no perfection here. It's a willingness to grow. We will get it right. We will mess up and everything in between. I feel the same willingness to go to any lengths for my own recovery that I had with the gift of desperation. 
is what I now must do for the recovery of the man who's still sick. And I'm really clear as a sponsor that I don't create recovery in another human being. My job is to carry the message, to show them the path that brought me freedom, and to offer them the opportunity to take the steps side by side that I took um, so that they too can experience the promises of the ninth and tenth step working in their lives Mm -hmm. um, with the obligation that when they're ready, they will be sponsoring and giving back is the ultimate form of selfish self-centeredness. It's to take the gift of your own freedom and not be in constant thought of how to help the man who's still sick. I also love that it kind of frees us. You know, you could be the worst sponsor in the world, but if someone has the gift of desperation and willingness, you can't prevent them from recovering because it's them and God that's going to be doing the work. And if you were the best sponsor in the world and you have someone who's not desperate and willing to go to any lengths for their recovery, there's nothing you can do to make them willing to do the work. So it really um, it becomes very clear that it's God's grace working in us and through us, and it has nothing to do with us. It's what inoculates us, keeps us safe and protected. And I am, you know, I'm blown away every time I get the privilege of of what I call the illusion of being useful to another human being when I get to watch the miracle of these steps and God working in their lives. Um, and I, too, have had, in terms of these statistics, um, I've probably sponsored somewhere between 150 and 200 people. Very few, um, I'd say less than 30, actually recovered and sponsored and gave back. Um, Most don't make it through all the steps and give up, and that's the unfortunate truth. Um, But that doesn't stop me from being willing to work with the next person and the next person and the next person because I know my very life depends upon it. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you, Larissa. And Lois, you're up. Hi, good good morning, uh, Monica, and good morning, everyone on the line, and um, happy anniversary to our Vision for You group. And um, I can't, you know, I had to claim my seat today. I'm such, I've been so blessed by this group. Um, and I just, you know, I'm just so grateful for the gift that God gave us when, when um, all things work together to form this group, our group, my group. Thank you. And um, I wanted to chirp, chirp in as well about sponsoring that, you know, when I first was challenged you know of course i i was i was recovered but you know i was recovered i had had a spiritual experience but you know my self esteem wasn't the best and of course my ego is still popping up all the time and um and i i didn't really you know think that i i could do that but but because you know i had learned so many other things and i was working on step 3 daily you know turning my life and my will over i knew that you know, whatever I had learned that whatever God gave me, he would give me what I needed to for the challenge. And, and you know, all of these things became true. And I can't tell you, I, I couldn't count the ways uh, in, in, in that my, uh, my life, my recovery, and my, and my growth as a human being, you know, has, has benefited from sponsoring people. And, and many, you know, some people have... have recovered and are sponsoring others, and many haven't. But, you know, the benefits of all of that, you know, have been challenging. It's, it's, I try to explain it to my sponsees when I ask them to remember that when they recover, they are, they are to help other people recover as well and to sponsor. And to me, it's like a, it's a circle of love. You know, the more I give, the more I get. And, and even if they don't get 
recovered, which most of them, some of them don't, many, many of them don't, you know, I've, I've gotten, cha- I, I recovered, I stay recovered, and, and I benefit, like I mentioned in the beginning, but also, you know, the, the troubled people who haven't made it, you know, they, they are always in my heart, you know, and so it keeps me uh, humble, and it also keeps me on my toes, and it helps me to have more depth and understanding and patience with the next person that comes along. And and with that, I'm going to pass. And once again, I thank you so much for the for the privilege of our vision for you group. Thank you, and I pass, Monica. Thank you, Lois and Leah. You're up. Thank you so much, Monica, for your service. You are sure to find someone desperate enough to accept with eagerness what you offer. Um, desperate meaning beyond hope. Eagerness meaning urgent desire. You know, <laughs> um, you know, this is, again, willingness is a one-person job. You know, this is um, nothing I can twist someone's arm about. When someone is ready, um, you know, they, they do come forward with an urgent desire, with that eagerness. Um, and, and that was true for me. You know, it goes on to say, if you leave such a person alone, he may soon become convinced that he cannot recover by himself. I came into OA in 1982. I was a loyal attendee um, from 82 to 87. Um, the disease continued to have its way with me. You know, pain continued to drive me uh, into that room. And when I strayed, um, you know, pain drove me back. And, uh, you know, there were a number of messengers along the way, people who tried to help me. Perhaps they didn't come out of this big book, but they certainly extended a hand. And you know what? I just had to eat myself into a point of desperation until I was willing um, to to chase this um you know to chase this recovery process like it, I was chasing my first bite and that was nothing that anybody else could convince me of that was some pain that had to drive me from within um and you know and that has been my experience with working with other people um you know I've had the privilege to help be perhaps part of growing new communities in a few different cities. And, you know, you just cast out your your fishing rod with the bait on it. And what's the bait? The bait is that I used to live that way. I used to eat that way. I don't live that way anymore. I don't eat that way anymore. And there is a hope here. And, you know, people grabbed onto that. You know, people grabbed onto that, um, you know, I remember being at a meeting in a in a city. I had never really, I had never been to that meeting. You know, I carried a message from my heart. Um, you know, after the meeting, I began working with ten people in that new city, and seven are still recovered today. Not because I said anything new; they had been in the rooms for decades. It was just they were ready. They were ready. You know, and just like this line is a great example of that, there are hundreds who listen to this phone uh, line every morning, and there are hundreds who listen to these recordings. Do they all recover? And the answer is no. And why is that? They're all listening to the same thing. (laughs) They're all listening to the same message here. It's because our words have to hit something in an individual to provoke a change, to provoke a response. 
So, you know, again, you know, we tried to carry this message. Not every 12-step call is going to give rise to immediate results. You know, these, these seeds that we all try to plant every day often need to be watered with a few more binges before they're going to bear fruit. You know, at least that's been my experience. The important thing is that, you know, I don't water down this process. You know, sometimes, you know, we try to sell out this program to save newcomers, to give them what they want to hear so we don't lose them. And, you know, we have an inexhaustible supply of newcomers. We don't need to solicit newcomers. Um, If you walk into any meeting, all you have to do is look to your left and look to your right, and you have people who need to hear a message. Um, But, you know, again, you know, after watching hundreds of hundreds of people die, uh, you know, people come in these rooms and then leave for more research and development, um, you know, willingness is a one-person job. All we can do, um, or at least all I can do, is, is realize that each of these 12 steps is a vital part for me to fulfill God's plan for me. And I just pray and 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 you know, try to have the ambition um, to live usefully today and walk humbly under the grace of my higher power. And that is, and that is a dignified process that everybody uh, gets here. You know, what relationship with divinity does your heart yearn for? And if it yearns and if it desires, then this program of recovery can offer you hope and transformation as well. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Leah. And I would just like to announce that it is our second anniversary today and um, that on Sunday there will be a special edition at, set, at 8.30 in the morning, Sunday the 20th, and, and there will be 12 stories of transformation as a result of working through these steps. And so for everyone out there listening, you know, there might be that one that's going to give you that spark that you that you're you're looking for that you're listening for and um, let's move on to the next paragraph and Karen can you read for me please yes Monica can you hear me yes I can okay Uh, good morning vision for you suppose now you are making your second visit to a man He has read this volume and says he is prepared to go through the 12 steps of program of recovery. Having had the experience yourself, you can give him much practical advice. Let him know you are available if he wishes to make a decision and tell his story, but do not insist upon it if he prefers to consult someone else. Um, When I first came to program, I preferred to work it with myself and I did not I thought just reading this book would be enough and I did not want to tell people all the things that I did but that went downhill for a long long time and finally I know this was my higher power brought someone into my path who became my practical who became my um my guide and she would give me much practical advice Day by day, she would give me. Here's how you can ha- manipulate. Here's how you can handle this situation. Here's how, and she provoked me that I didn't have to eat over these trying experiences. So one of them was a birthday event for me, where this group event surpri- had a surprise party for me, 
And I knew a few minutes beforehand that they were preparing this, and I thought, there's no way I cannot eat the birthday event item. Everybody is looking at me. But she said it this morning, that if I prayed when no one was around, my higher power would make a way where there was no way. And so I'm going to do what she provoked me. I'm going to do what she said, and I did it. And all of a sudden, there they were singing to me, I had no idea how I was going to do it. And then I just said, what a wonderful surprise this was for me. I am so grateful you all can enjoy my thing. And I am so glad you know I have this allergy. And it just was so beautiful. I handled it. And they were not offended. And But it, but it gave me the people pleaser in me, the courage to just say, um, no, I, I don't wish any in. We moved on, and I knew it was her practical advice. With that, I will stop. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, Karen. And would anyone like to comment on this paragraph? Good morning. This is Sharon in Colorado. Good morning, Sharon. Go ahead. Oh, thank you, Monica, and happy anniversary. Um, This just means so much to me because I started listening to this program. I don't know the exact date. That's how foggy my mind was, but I know it was July of 2012, and and we were in the doctor's opinion. And um, when I see that, do not be discouraged, um, that's how I came in. I was so discouraged, and I was so uh, broken after being in this program for so many years and uh, not being able to um, stay stopped. I could get abstinent, but I could not stay stopped, and I didn't understand, and, and on and on, you know, it goes. But I was given the gift of desperation when I listened um, and God shined that flashlight into my mind on the doctor's opinion. And then I finally saw the truth that I had been unwilling or unable to accept to the core of my being that I truly was a compulsive overeater with a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body and that was not going to change and I could work this program every which way, and it still would not be successful because if I was trying to build the foundation on a lie, that somehow, some way, someday, I was still going to be able to eat those foods that I thought I could not live without and, and not have any consequences. So I am so grateful to everyone out here on the line, and I am so grateful that today... I have gone through this process myself, and now I can give freely to others using this big book as a guideline. I don't have to, you know, try and figure out what to say, when to say it, do it. No, I just use this book as the guideline to guide others through this process of the steps, just like I was given the process of going through this steps just like they're laid out in this book. So I am just so grateful um, for God's grace and that these 12 steps will set us free. And yes, a lot of us do not recover. I've seen some very sad situations over the years. Um, and, um, And I don't understand, but I don't need to understand. But I do know today, I love when we share on page 164, I can't transmit something I haven't gotten. I didn't have it for a long, long time, that's for sure. 
and I had to clear away all the debris out of my past and, and then keep doing it every single day because it still, it still comes up. But I am just so grateful to see others on this line and see them recover and see them experience uh, freedom like I never had thought was possible in this program. And I've been around these rooms for a long time. And so thank you to all of you out there and your commitment to the service to be here every single morning on this line. And um, I consider it a wonderful privilege to be a part of this fellowship. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Monica. Thank you, Sharon. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? We've got a few minutes left. Hannah. Hannah. Go ahead, Hannah. I'm Hannah. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. Um, Yes, thank you for the meeting and happy birthday. I found this meeting when I was housebound last fall and it was (laughs) literally a godsend. (laughs) Um, what, What impresses me about this paragraph is that it says, he has read this volume and says he is prepared to go through with the 12 steps of the program of recovery. And, you know, I always think my, I mean, I always feel, react emotionally um, when someone asks me to work with them. I always feel like I want to take care of them. <laughs> I want to help them with their daily problems. And, and what this says is basically give them the book, tell them to read it, and when they're done, come back and say if you're ready to do this. Um, and and I think that, that that's practical advice. Uh, you know, do not insist upon it if he prefers to consult someone else. I that That's sort of my, my standing joke with myself is that my sponsees always prefer to consult with someone else at, at some point, and that's fine. Um, I've I've come to believe that the crucial part of, you know, when we say you have to be willing, well, willing for what? Willing to go to any length. Well, what does that mean? That means being responsible for my behavior and my emotions. And when I can stop saying this and this and this makes me crazy, makes me eat, then I have a measure of freedom. Um, And I always struggle, you know, that always, I think the amount of freedom that that, that these paragraphs show and, and of choice that we have, once we've been exposed to the message, we have the power to choose to recover. And and like everything else, it has a price. The difference is that the price of recovery brings me to a good life, to a life I love. That price is feeling my feelings, being responsible for them, accepting my limitations, um, accepting other people's limitations, and and saying my relationship with food now is manageable by the God of my understanding and the work I'm, when I turn my will and my life over to the care of this God, 
I'm allowing it to manage my relationship with food, my behavior with food. And I make that choice in the third step. So with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Hannah. And thank you to everyone who has shared this morning. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Sally, could you read for us, please, from a vision for you? Sally A. I'm right here. Thank you. (laughs) This is Sally A., recovered compulsive overeater in South Jersey. Good morning, a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you, Sally.